Hey, what's up, Abundant BFFs? This is Dr. TK, and we are back with another video. So whether you are new or returning, make sure to subscribe because you deserve to be abundant. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. So we are back and we are talking about niche, but specifically how to target your ideal clients or customers. And so this is a question that I get asked quite a lot. And so I want to share with you my simple three step process for how you can create your ideal client avatar or description. So what I would highly recommend you do is pause this video right now, go and get a pen and a sheet of paper or use your phone or use your iPad because I would encourage you to do this while I'm walking you through the prompts. So let's go ahead and get started. So the first thing you want to do if you have a sheet of paper is, um, ideally a sheet of paper, is you want to turn it horizontally the long way and you want to make three columns. Okay. So space them out equally and make three columns. So just draw yourself two lines. Once you make the three columns, I would recommend that you write um, numbers one through five, but give yourself some space in between. Okay. Um, so with that said, I'm going to walk you column by column, also known as step by step. And I'm going to be asking you a question and what you could do if you want to actively learn is press pause and actually go write the answers or you could do it later. Okay. So in column one, when we look at targeting our ideal client and really serving those people who we love, whether it's through physical products, digital products, service-based products, is the first column is going to be the who. So at the top of the first column, write down who. Okay. Now these are some things to consider when you're looking at the who is you want to identify five different people that you've served in the past. That's the key indicator for this question. Who are five customers or clients that when you think about providing the service or selling your product or, you know, whatever you offer, you're like, Oh my God, I love this client. I know as a mental health provider, And as a business coach, I may tend to always share their case studies or be like, Loki, oh my God, I don't want it to end just like they don't want it to end, but we're done with the services or, you know, you purchased a product or whatnot, or the live event is over. But you want to list out who are those five people. So if you remember their name, that's fine. If you want to put their initials, that's fine. You're the only person that's going to see this sheet of paper, but you want to think about why you love them and then put their name down. Other things that may come up is, are they loyal to your brand? Meaning anytime you put something out, they run into their computer to like put in their credit card information, right? Maybe they are also like a raving fan. Every time you post on social media or on a platform, they are always watching the video or listening to the podcast, sharing your information with other people, okay? They are loyal to your brand and your community. That's why you messes with them, right? <laughs> and so write down their name. All right, number two, 
in terms of the second column is now that you have those people identified, now we're going to dive a little deeper. We're going to focus on their demographics. So I want you to consider everything that I'm about to list out, but you don't have to answer all of them if they don't like apply, right? If that's not one of the reasons, you know, or maybe you can't remember it. One of the reasons why you love to work with them. So things that I think about when I want to work with my ideal clients is their age or age group, their physical location, because nowadays we can do things online. And so you can reach people in the country, outside of the country, within your state lines, you know, and things like that. So, you know, you can also be very specific with their location, maybe uh, sub cities like I live in Southern California, but even in Los Angeles County, there are sub cities in Los Angeles County, right? Or just smaller cities. Um, what about their gender? You know, do you know their gender, male, female? Um, and I'm saying if you know it, because if you sell physical products, you may have to go look this information up. And even that won't give you different demographics because you don't ask that information up on checkout unless you follow them on social media or something. Um, you also want to think about their marital status. Are they single? Are they married? Do they just got some ships? That's what I call it when I do relationship services, right? But maybe people are just like dating around. Maybe they're enjoying their singleness. Maybe they are cohabitating with someone. Maybe they're engaged. Maybe they're recently divorced or they're just divorced. What is their marital status? Um, what is their career or job status? What is their title? Do they currently work? Are they a stay-at-home mom? Do they not want to work? Do they not like to work? Do they own a business? Do they own multiple businesses? Are they the CEO or are they an employee or maybe they're a supervisor? So you want to think deeply about what you know about this person. And that's why you may need to watch this a couple of times so that you can do this activity thoroughly. Okay. Um, another thing you want to consider in the second column with their name is their income. If you know this information, what is their income range? Are they a five-figure earner every month? Do they earn six figures a year? Do they earn seven, eight figures? What is the revenue generated in their business or how much do they make at their place of employment if you know that information? Um, if you don't know that information, you can probably do a guesstimate or go online, but just note that it's a wide range of people's income that can change from stream of income to places of employment to status and seniority. So you really want to be careful about that one. And then the last one in the second uh, column is what are their extracurricular activities? Like what are their hobbies? What do they like to do for fun? What do they do on the weekend? What do they do with their friends? Do they have friends? Um, do they spend majority of their time with their children? Is that part of, I'm going to say extracurricular activities, going to their kids' games? Do they go to church? What do they do? You do want to know certain types of behavioral traits that your ideal client has. Okay. So that's all in the second column. And that gives you a lot to work with when you just think about who is the makeup of this person. Now, number three is of course, one of the most important things before you put out a product or service, but we want to make sure that you know who you serve and how they show up so that you can also answer this third column, which is what is the problem? Your product or service has to be solving some type of problem. I don't care if it's a, a mug, right? When I used to sell my mugs in my online shopping store, I would say, when you sip this mug, you feel X. You feel good. You feel dope. You feel like a six-figure earner. You feel like a boss. What does your product or service do for them? 
what is going to happen once they get your product or service in their hands or on their computer or in the printer, or maybe it's a direct contact service after they meet with you, how are they going to feel? So these are some things to consider when you are looking at the deliverability of your solution to their problem, because this is how you're going to know also just going a little on the deep end, if you have a viable product. And some people may not even know what viable means. It means like your product can make money, but some people will go off and say, my product or my service isn't working or people don't want to pay. And I'm like, is it that people don't want to pay or they don't know what they're paying for? Or are you talking like to the wrong audience, right? Um, so you do want to know what problem you solve. And then you also want to think about what are they missing to make them feel happy? So every person that you listed, of course, if you're reflecting back, is you want to think about, okay, when they got my product or service, um, what problem did it actually help them solve, even if you're still working with them through this? And then in terms of how does it make them feel when you start introducing your technique, your strategy, or you gave them the thing, or you sold them a pair of jeans, like how did it make them feel? Did the jeans like slim up like they hips or something like that? Did it um, embrace their curves? Did it flatten their stomach? I don't care what your product or service is. What did it do to make them feel vibrant? and not feel like they're walking around with a problem, okay? So that first summarizes like the first three columns when you want to think about who is my ideal clients, but you really want to you know, grasp in maybe one or two statements with this final step that I'm gonna give you outside of the three columns so that when people talk to you, you will now have a niche statement, okay? This is a niche statement activity. So we talked about first column is the who, five people at minimum. Um, number two is demographics, like who is this person? And then number three is what problem did you help them solve? So now the final step is as follows. Now look at your whole list. Look at all these things, all of these words. If you want to be fancy, put it on an Excel sheet. But what do majority of them have in common? So it's not just you looking at one person like across each line. You're starting to look at things diagonally, you know, on a diagonal. You're starting to mix match like, oh my God, like three out of the five people are all single. Um, four out of the five people are all of one ethnicity. That's something else you can look at. All five of my people are all entrepreneurs and they just started their business. Okay. So um, you want to find out what they all have in common. So I wanted to share with you like a personal testimonial of how I even came up with this particular activity. So I have two businesses. I have a mental health business and then I have a digital product or like coaching business in which each has different streams of income and there are two different entity structures that sit alone. So in my mental health business, I was literally sitting on my floor in my private practice office. This was like probably seven years ago. And I was coaching mental health providers, open up their own private practice or other streams of income. And I don't even know how I came up with this activity, but I think I was just doing it for myself. Like, I feel like my niche has changed. I went from serving all teenagers to then starting to serve their parents. And then I also was doing like a lot of relationship and co-parenting stuff. But I'm like, that's not it. Like there's ha- there has to be a better way that if somebody saw me in an elevator and they had two minutes with me, like, what would I tell them? Right. And that's something you want to think about is like, what is your elevator pitch? What are you going to tell people in less, less than 30 seconds so that they can know exactly what you do? And then of course they can ask you more questions. So 
what I end up doing is taking out a sheet of paper and doing this activity that I just gave you. And what I noticed was the following. I took notes. I'm like, let me go back to this activity. So what I realized was generally speaking, because you may have to go in multiple levels or layers. The first layer that I saw was that all of them were women. All of them were dealing with anxiety and remind you that these were people that I loved working with in this particular season. I've had seasons of being in love with serving different groups of people based off more of a passion, but I still serve different groups of people. So this particular season, I was really focused on women with anxiety who were all high performing women, like all five of them were all high performing women in the services based industry, such as teachers, therapists, nurses, doctors, right? Um, I also noticed that their ethnicity was all the same. They were all black African-American, right? But then this is where I was like, wow, this was like the big aha moment for me. They were all in terms of why they came into treatment or when we unveiled or revealed the, the real identifying problem, maybe once we started and they got used to me and trusted me and things like that is that they were all going through some type of life transition, such as recently being divorced. Um, dating again after being single for a long time and wanting companionship. Um, some of them were going through a season of being a little older and wanting children. Some of them wanted to have another child, maybe by a new mate or partner. Some of them were making some tremendous career changes, whether it be graduating from college or graduate school, finding their first job or landing in their first job and standing on their own feet and being confident, asking for the raise, being able to be assertive, speak up for themselves, opening up their own business. Um, not that I would do coaching with them, but what did come up with which is where my coaching business stuff definitely helped out in mental health is talking to them about confidence with their pricing without coaching them about how to price their services, right? Um, I don't want to go into too much detail about that because I feel like it's a very fine line and I would need to like dedicate a whole video to that about fine line between, especially if you're a mental health provider because we have an ethical code and being a coach, right? So in total, I hope that you've enjoyed this video with just helping you get more clarity around how to craft your niche statement by honestly reflecting back on what work you've already done. Now, huge disclaimer, if you're very new to servicing people, having clients, having customers, and you're like, I don't really know any of this stuff yet. I'm literally just starting. Then my note to you would be, I want you to slow down these three columns and I want you to visualize what you want. So for example, if we're looking at the who, identify just in general who you want that person to be. Combine it with column two, what kind of traits would they show up as? Now, what you can do that's in a very, I'm gonna say visionary way that I've done is I've taken it to the max of making a vision board with pictures that I got off Pinterest that symbolizes my ideal clients. And interestingly enough, my first coaching program as a group cohort, about 75% of those individuals that were in that program mimicked like that vision board. So that was a little creepy, but it was so cool because I manifested the people that I wanted. And I got so specific to like give them a name. I just made up a name um, of what I felt like, you know, they look like or whatever, gave them a name. You know, I was looking for different ethnicities or different age groups, different professions, so I put all of that underneath, you know, their photo in terms of problem. This is something that you should be thinking about already. If you want to offer your product or service is what problem do you solve? If you cannot answer that question, your product will not be viable and it won't grow over time. So there's still 
work that you can do, but you just need to put a little bit of extra effort into it in terms of just sitting down, being quiet, being still and visualizing it. Okay. So if you want to actually dive deeper, I do have a abundant business plan made simple just for you. There's a special, huge, generous coupon code in the description box if you would like to create a map for your business where we will explore things like basic things about your business. Where do you want to see your business in the next one year or five years? We're going to explore what kind of products or services do you want to offer a little bit more about your targeted audience. And then it's also going to get into some neat areas around marketing and research so that you can hit the ground running and or use it for checks and balances of your existing business. So if you want to take advantage of that abundance of business plan made simple and to use my coupon code that I provided for you in the description box, just check it below and make sure that you get in there and let me know how it worked for you. But I really hope that you've enjoyed this video. Again, if you're new here or you're a returning community, I like to say community member, not necessarily subscriber, please make sure that you subscribe to this channel. Give this video a thumbs up. I really hope that you can take at least one huge thing from this video that you can implement in your current or future business. And I would love to hear from you. Put in the comments, what was your biggest takeaway? And I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Stay abundant. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.